What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dynasty Logics. I'm here. I'm Bobby. And on the other side, what's going on this week, Tom? How'd you make out? Winning in week three. That's what we hope for. How'd we make out? Well, we're going to find out this week, right? Who we talk about, right? This is this is the tier, right? The, the first three-week tier to see where you really at. So, 100%. I am... Uh, I am... Kind of feeling the the woes of uh, uh, of building a roster up from from scratch. You have high points with players. You have. I'll tell you one thing right now. Dynasty is not for uh, the faint of heart. It is certainly not for um, fly by night redrafters. Uh, Dynasty is a process. It's a labor of love. It's a body of work. Um, and it's something that I certainly enjoy, but it's, it's pretty comical when you see on the other side that your team is just putting up mediocre numbers, but you see the potential of where it could be in just a little bit. So patience, it's only week two patience to any owner who's in my shoe, who isn't in Tom's shoe. Good for you. Gum shoe. The payoff shoe, the payoff <laughs> shoe. Yeah, and, and you're right. Obviously, that you know that it's what makes you know a lot of what we do great and fun because the back and forth and different aspects of where we are in a dynasty, you know, roster building and stuff like that. But yes, I am what I want to call the pinnacle. I'm where you want to be at, right? I, I told the story the other day. I literally set my lineup in week one, and my starters aren't going to vary. It's like not a lot. I mean, I've already go. I already covered a backup to all the starters. Right. I already have all that covered. All right. So at this point, I'm a different objective. I'm setting my lineup and guys are texting me. They're throwing up their highest score and I'm beating them by 40. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, again, it's variance. Like that's the great part about dynasty. And somebody new to dynasty said this to me and it was, it was great to hear. And actually I had a couple of newer dynasty owners say this to me. And because in dynasty, you could have a couple of guys, you know, we run bigger rosters, right? We run full IDP, um, two quarterbacks, three running backs, four wide receivers, two tight ends, kicker, two D tackles, two D ends, four linebackers, corners, safeties, right? Um, Tackle 1.7, I think, for a tackle and full PPR, right? So newer dynasty owners, the best feeling that I've heard this week is the difference between redraft and dynasty, where in dynasty you can have one or two guys not go off that way, right? You can have a Zeke Elliott play bad, right? You can have a Mike Evans play bad one week, right? And still win. Where in redraft, you have two guys play bad. You you, you can't. Look, I had Chanel's in a couple of lineups this week. I, I still threw up league high points across the board, right? Because I had other coverages, right? Because Mike Evans struggled week one. What I didn't do is, is sit him and take him out, right? Julio struggled in week one. What I didn't do is take him out, right? Is trust the guy I took understand where it is and understand the ups and downs. You're going to get the dip, you know, with some of these guys like that. Like Amari Cooper had the opposite. He went off week one, got a little nicked up, struggled in week two. 
But Dynasty is a long season. And if you start sitting, struggling guys on startings, that's where the problem and the aggravation comes in. And I've built rosters where when I go pick up guys, I'm looking for, you know, upside. And again, that's the fun joy. That's the fun to see what I built. And hopefully I don't have to make a trade. Like hopefully I don't have to make a move and it's big enough. Right. Hopefully barring injuries. Right. But there are some, you know, some variances. You do have to make some tough decisions. Like I am sitting Antonio Gibson this week. Do I have that luxury? A little bit. I'm honestly playing Mike Davis over him. And I'm fine with that because I think it's a safer floor because I don't trust it. Right? And that's the swing because I can afford to do that. Why? Because I play three running backs and I have McCaffrey and Barkley. So you don't need three great running backs. It two covers up for that guy, right? I mean, you know, and we've seen that. And that's the fun payout. So, you know, this week we're going to talk about guys that both me and Bobby would pick up. From a rebuilding standpoint, you know, from a guy on top, what are we looking for? So we're going to kick it off a quarterback, you know. One of, one of our favorite guys kicking around. Who, who's the pickup of the week at quarterback, Bobby? Tell me about him. It's going to be uh, my buddy Brisket, uh, also known as Jacoby Brissett. So he is a uh, he's been kicked around all over the all over the league, starting off with the Patriots, getting some reps there, going to Indy, getting a lot of starting reps there, getting kicked to the curb and sent down to uh, Miami because. The Colts moved on, and that was you know, dumb by the Colts. It was dumb. It, I won't disagree with that, uh, but you know they they now have a conundrum over there. But we're still talking about Brissett, and he is uh, he's filling in for um, Tua. Who you know for the folks that are giving Tua crap, I'm I'm a relatively Tua trooper, uh, but for the guys that are uh, looking at Tua saying, you know, well, it's his ribs and he's being a punk, whatever. He's not playing. I'm not going to buy in on that. Miami's line was getting lit up all week. He couldn't get the ball off and he was still trying to hang in there and produce some plays. Meanwhile, Brissett started to get some things going off on at the end of the, uh, at the end of the game. So uh, I also think there was some prevent defense that was allowing him to get some balls off. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we both own Brissett here and there. Actually, he was my darling. I actually drafted him in the last round of Dynasty Drafts and had him for years. And I've always been a Brissett fan. I'm not going to tell you the guy's great. He's going to come out there and win games. I always comped him to a poor man, Teddy Bridgewater. And at this point in his career, yeah, I'm I'm going I'm going to pick him up. Look, if you need a third quarterback, sure, go get the guy, right? I mean, it's not much available. Two quarterback super flexes, you want to get him. Right. And and the other quarterback this week is is my guy gonna get a, gonna get a chance. I'm a little scared, honestly. I'm a little scared. <laughs> it's my boy David Mills, the Houston Texans with that team. But that veteran team, you know, they've been playing well. You know, hopefully they they get some sort of half-assed game plan to get them through the game. Again, he's another guy. I'm happy. I own in most of my dynasty leagues. I'm excited. You know, people are about to hit rate. It's great. You know, my taxi squad. No way am I telling you to start the guy, right? I'm honestly trying to shop him. I'm going to shop him before he gets a snap and see what I can get for him. If I can get more than I paid for him, I might. Um, but that's a guy I would add or buy. You can already get a second? Stuff. You paid a third for him. So what? what is that? Is that a third uh, plus like a linebacker? I paid a fourth and a, I paid like a late fourth for him, honestly. Okay. Um, so I thought you paid a third for him. 
it's it's that risk reward value like you know could i be getting more could he come out and be awesome yeah sure but you know again buying or selling i i'm kicking the tires on david mills either way i'm asking the orders maybe you can buy him as cheap as he's going to be maybe he comes out and plays well right kick the tires that's what we're saying right these are, these are the two guys you got options on this week who are starting you know if you need to start a quarterback in week three these are the two guys to go get what leads us it's there's not a lot out there right there's even less when we go to running back all right there's there's even there's even less out there. I mean I'm already looking at fullback so um, um well uh, again you know try to be a week ahead you know the guy you know who's not available in our league but he might be in other people's leagues is carry on Johnson who I said to pick up last week it looks like the only healthy sort of run back they have on their roster right now right but again Am I going to pick up a back just to pick up a back? Like, just be careful what you're dropping. Like, don't drop someone with upside for someone you're never going to play. You know, do I have carry on? Yeah, you know, and that's fine. Go get these lottery tickets. But, you know, is there a lot out there? No. The only other backfield I tell people about is, is the Seattle. Like, go, there's like four Seattle backups. And you want to go clean house and go get those guys. Go, go, go ahead. Other than that, it's really not a lot to go to go are, get this. Are this you staying here. away from Rashad Penny? I don't mind if you pick him up. I mean, he's owned in leagues. Uh, I I dropped him, and I actually looked at him today. And if I had an open Ross's art, he's not going to play this. Week. He's probably not going to play this week. So, but again, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at it like uh, you know upside lottery tickets like that. Um, it's nothing really shiny, flashy out there. Running back's kind of a barren position right now. Wide receiver, on the other hand, isn't right. Um, and I know. Me and Bobby have had this argument numerous times off the air, and I'm going to mention this guy so Bobby doesn't have to because in NFL has him listed as a wide receiver, where in most other sites he's listed as a running back, and that's Cordell Patterson, right? Um, which is weird. NFL sticking to their guns. And that's that's fine. At least that's what the statement. They're not changing them. So, you know, he's the guy where he's getting running back carries at the wide receiver position. Yep. He's a guy I'm picking up because I think you can throw him in on a bye week when it gets to that or an injury. You could you could be all right. Just I mean I think it's a bunch of wide receivers. Who do you got? You got any, any other wide receivers? Now I took Patterson off your hands. I mean, well, shout out to Fantasy Sharks. Uh, you know they're they're solid with setting up uh, MFL with a lot of their uh, you know with their player feeds. I'm not necessarily a fan of that one. Fantasy Sharks. Uh, he is a running back. Is lining up and running back, getting the snaps. Should have got the switch. Didn't uh, because he would be a dynamite running back three, four. He's a wide receiver. You missed on that one. That said, though, you know there are others. You know, Quez Watkins uh, starting to get some reps. Um, looking like the guy. He's my wide receiver one. My wide receiver two. Um, is in Detroit. Uh, if uh, Cephas is available, go get him. Uh, but he's probably not. Maybe uh, maybe go look at a guy like uh, Cleef Raymond. See, uh, still try to buy the mummy. Right? Still try to buy St. Brown. Because right? he didn't have a great game again. But again, he's the biggest upside lottery ticket I see in that team. So 100%. He's, still, he's still a buy. And those are the guys looking to buy. Right? Go, to, go to guys looking at a buy week. Like, you could I would have tried to buy Julio last week. This week, you're not going to get that guy. And, and why? Why? Why do you like? Why do you like Quiz? I like the upside. 
I like the potential yeah. as the ability to make some plays. Um, I mean, really at the end of the day, what I'm looking at, what I'm looking at Quez Watkins is uh playmaking ability, uh, six foot, 185 is quick, uh, can get a little bit of separation. So that's, you know, those are touchdown opportunities, uh, potential PPR. Agreed. Agreed. At, I, so. I, I, I like, I like Quez. I, I do. I liked him. I had him all off season. You know, he was one of the guys I had to cut. Um, and I, I think Quez is an injury away. I, I don't think you, you can play him. Um, you can in the lottery take a big play. And my one problem with Quez and why he's not, you know, he's actually not, I don't think he's my top three. He might be in my top five of ads from wide receivers. It's just targets, right? I'm really concerned about three targets and two targets. I'm really concerned about that target. That tells me, I'm like, okay, well, I need an injury to have you know, him move up, which is fine, right? And those guys you should pick up. Those number three wide receivers, I mean, I own guys like Josh Reynolds for the same reason. My other guys produce more. Um, and the guy I like on the other side, right, is another is compared to another number three wide receiver who I've liked and now I own. That's Hunter Renfro, right? Still buy Renfro. People don't trust him. Renfro is going to get that target share. He's going to get that slot number. And that's the reason why I like this guy, and he's my number one wide receiver, right? And that's Raxton Berrios. I'm going to get Raxton Berrios, right? And if Crowder comes back, I'm sitting Berrios on my bench because the numbers I've seen tell me that slot, he is throwing a volume of targets, 11 targets last week and seven the week before. Right? This is a guy that tells me I can play this. Dude. I can play a guy and have a safe floor when a guy's going to get me seven to 11 targets. When you play a guy who has two, you can't play him unless there's an injury. And I agree kind of Barrios is in that situation where Crowder, but I don't, they don't like Crowder. They want to get rid of Crowder. Like, and Barrios is a kid. Every time he plays, when everyone dies, he just shows up and then he gets kicked to the curb. And then when he plays, he just catches all kinds of balls. So he, He's a he's the guy that that I like that I'm going to get this week. The guy as a guy like Barrios, and I think there's a couple of guys like similar to you know to like him with that target share. Where I think you know Raymond's similar. Um, another guy I like just because I like the target share is uh, Chester Rogers. It's the reason I like him over Quez. I mean, six targets, five targets, right? So he, he's getting at least five targets a week. Perfect, right? And that's 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 important to me when I'm looking at you know, picking up a guy who could possibly play in a bye week for me. Um, picking up these guys thinking like they're going to replace one of your starter holes is a fairy tale. Dude, right. This is, this is bye week fill in maybe lottery ticket. Right. But there's two different sides. The home run hit with Quez or, you know, the safer flow of volume, but look at that stuff. Like people laugh. Barrios probably isn't on most people's ads this week because crowd is coming back. And I agree with that, but you know what? They don't like Crowder. Seems to get hurt on that team. He's the only guy I really want. I mean, Carter <laughs> looked good last week. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I was hard uh, pressed if I was going with building a wide receiver core uh, with the Jets. If I started off with my quarterback Zach Wilson dynasty startup, I actually wanted to circle back around to pick up Elijah Moore because long term, I think Moore has the ability to uh, take a couple of couple of steps further. Um, and I think, you know, a guy like Braxton 
is going to be there short term. I hundred percent agree. I hundred percent agree. And again, you know, we're talking two different sides. And he's and Bobby's right. These are two different perspectives. And I'm picking up a guy like Barrios, looking for a bye week filler, right? Looking for a guy who, if I get an injury, I can fill this guy in and play. Like if I look at my roster and I lose a starting wide receiver, and I, I, I'd rather choose a guy like Barrios than a guy like Quez if I, if I have to play right now. Like I, you know, what I'm saying right now, and I think that's the difference is. You know, the target share kind of informs like and again, you know, Freddie Swain's me picked up and he deserves a pickup. Right. He absolutely deserves a pickup. But again, his target share went from one to five. Like, you know, and he, and he was five for five and had a good game. And we saw David Moore do the same thing in that same position. Like he'll flash, right? He'll have good games every once in a while. But but honestly, I mean, I would, you know, I'd rather go get a, a guy like Chester Rogers or, you know, it's the same reason I don't love uh, you know, a Byron Pringle. I love Pringle's upside, but he's getting like two targets. It's not real upside. Like, it, you know what I mean? I just haven't seen the volume. If you look at the lottery ticket, sure, pick one of those guys up. But, you know, that's the mentality you got you to gotta, you gotta have um, or what you're picking up. You know, are you, are you trying to pick up a lottery ticket, you know, starter who might come in and like take the job? Sure, no problem. Are you trying to find, you know, a little, you know, bi-week villain guy? You know, there you go. And, the biggest, the other guy I'll mention at wide receiver, who's probably the only wide receiver they got to trust healthy, and that's uh, Sean Higgins, Browns, right? He's the only wide receiver they got left. He's definitely an odd. And I would I would add him over Quez. I would, I would actually tell you he is the number one ad that I would put in would be Higgins. That would be the number one ad because I think he walks into who else is there, right? Landry's always on IR. OBJ is coming up this week. Iffy. All right, still. Who else do they have after that? Schwartz is done after what he did last week. Um, just basically, you get your quarterback hurt. because you, you blew the route and gave up a pick six. Um, so he doesn't trust Schwartz anymore. So that leaves Higgins. And I tell you, they go get the Browns tight ends too. But that you know what? You got another wide receiver? I was getting ready to move to tight end because right. Harrison Bryant's my perfect. You know, is a perfect segue. Nice leading. Go ahead, Browns tight ends. Uh, give me, give me, get them all. <laughs> <laughs> but so Harrison Bryant was, uh, you know, rookie coming in last year. Needed a couple of years to develop. You get guys like Denjoku and Hooper in there as well. But one thing that I did see that Bryant got an increase in target share, but he also um, you know, it helped that everybody was dying. Uh, I think Hunt's going to get a little more work um, this week as well, uh, you know, coming out of the backfield. Uh, but Harrison Bryant, you know, it was that touchdown really just jumps out to you. Um, he he was he's big, he's solid, uh, and he, the enthusiasm. It's the enthusiasm, and that's something that I – am not seeing uh on the other side of the board is uh you know from from a guy like Hooper he looks like a guy who is uh he got paid got paid well and is in playing up to his potential uh I see a guy like Cooper and I see somebody who's hungry who's going to make some noise uh six five two forty he he's somebody that I am very intrigued with um long term um, and I, I apologize. That's, that's like, I, I, he didn't have a touchdown this week. It was a first down. Uh, 
but the enthusiasm that I saw from that catch was pretty big. That's what happens when you enter into the Browns tight end purgatory because that's where like all the talent goes to die. Like I remember we're like, oh no, Anjoko, cool. He's going to get to start. There's nobody else there. And they signed Hooper. You're like, oh, that sucks for both of them. And, and, and then, you know, we like a guy like Brian going to the draft and like, who takes him? You're like, oh God, you're right. I like, I like Brian upside. I do. I, 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 again, you know, tight end sometimes takes a while. So, you know, the lottery talk, you know, you take a couple of years or, you know, Brian's the guy who could be, but I think he needs another injury or two at that tight end position. But, you know, absolutely. I mean, the, the way that team is dying, I, you know, I want guys. And speaking of lottery ticket, upside tight ends, I'm going to give you my one tight end. Now. And he's a guy I liked in the offseason had to cut. And again, you know, because he's a rookie, I can throw him in my taxi squad. So that makes him even more appealing for me. And that's uh, Luke Farrell, right? Tight end from Jacksonville, right? Now, you know, Shaughnessy's out, right? Um, I know they got Chris Manhurts, um, but Farrell played more snaps. I think he played like 36% of the snaps. Um, you know, Manhurts is a blocking tight end. Uh, again, am I telling you, you know, this kid's, you know, end all, be all? No, because rookie tight ends hardly ever pan out. But O'Shaughnessy, again, you know, we're talking about target share. He was seeing five to seven targets a game, um, you know, so – those are guys that are interested. And, and again, for me, I'm going to get him. He's actually my top priority ad wave, right? He's number one on my, on my, on my waiver ad tonight. Um, because I like the upside lottery ticket, right? They, they went and got him. Uh, they, they drafted him like the fifth round. Um, but I, I like him preseason because of that, you know, variance at tight end. Like, I was trying to see with Saul, but he's nothing fancy. And from what we've seen, He'll just throw, Lawrence will just throw all over the place, you know, and Chanel's a little nicked up. And yeah, he's a guy I'm definitely, definitely going to get. Like, again, that target share is like, you know, kind of, kind of important to me with solid target share. I mean, it, it, you're not asking a lot, but again, like, I'd rather have a tight end who is guaranteed five targets a week than a tight end who gets, you know, three and then eight and then two and then 12, um, depending on, you know, and, that's why sometimes you got to wait, but those guys are good for your number three tight end, your backup tight end, two tight end leagues. Yeah. Um, and you know, who's been like that for me and I've been pleasantly surprised. It's my boy Knox in Buffalo. Right? He's, he's starting to come into his own. Catches everything. Right. I think he had four, I think he was four for four on targets the first week, five for five, right. Touchdown thrown in there every three weeks would make him a little more viable. But uh, again, like, if I'm by, if you need a tight end because guys are dropping, kick around Knox. He might be available. If he's not, maybe he's great for him. Is he great? No. He's a reliable, you know, bye week throwing, right? I mean, you know, we're going to go back to Jacksonville because they also have another tight end I don't like. It's, it's Manhurts is not the guy. He's the he's the blocking tight end. Tell me about the guy I want to start. Well, it's funny you you kept you kept dancing between Buffalo and Jacksonville. I just wanted to make just- sure. I just this wanted to make sure I got Knox in. I, I literally I, I haven't talked to one of them. I just had to drop. Oh guy. no, it's fine because this guy's also been there. He it's uh my buddy Jake nice. Hollister. That's right. Uh so you know, Hollister has been he's a, he's been a journeyman. Uh but he has and you know journeyman is kind of that label that that you get that you just don't produce, but you're a good football player. Hollister has those intangibles that gives him the ability to get the looks. He gets open. He understands his 
his root running ability. He slips uh, to get open you know, after his blocks, and his blocking itself is actually pretty solid. So Jacob Hollister went over there about a month ago after he was released by the Bills, and I think this was a genius signing for them given that they had an opportunity uh, at tight end. He's been out for the past two weeks, so he has no target share. Meanwhile, uh, I have a feeling if he's not activated yet, he should be activated by this week or next, as he should be acclimated to the playbook by now. Uh, understanding pass protections and things like that it takes a little bit longer to get a guy uh, up to speed and um, on the roster, but you know that's why he's been a healthy scratch a couple of times. Jacob Hollister's probably the uh, I've already have him in a couple of locations. Had to cut him last week and slightly regret it because, well, you know, next man up. So, um, but Tommy, Yo. why is Jacob Hollister not the guy, and why is Luke Farrell the guy? Because honestly, I don't feel I'll ever start Jake Hollister. No, no, let me hurt this. And, and I said this: like, if you needed. If you're playing in a two tight end league or a super flex and you don't have a backup tight end, right? You only have two starters. Go get Jacob Hollister, right? He is the pickup. You're 100% right. And that's why I hold you, you know, that's why I told you and waited for you because I was happy that was your guy because it's two different sides. I, on the other hand, have four starting tight ends, right? And I only need to start two. So for me, the pickup on that is the long lottery ticket. That is a rookie that I can also put in a taxi squad because I have a guy I can move off of. So it's a win-win with the roster spot, right? So yes, there's two, there's always a reason why you, should, you know, depending on your roster situation, what you need. If, if I didn't have a third tight end, yeah, I would try to go get Hollister. I'd probably go pick the both off, honestly, but um, yeah, that depends what you need, right? If I need a starter this week and that's why I tell guys, like if you need a starter this week, then that's a different guy to go get than if you need a guy, you know, a future guy. Like if I needed a guy to start this week, you know, with Higgins at wide receiver or another guy we didn't mention, if, if Cooper's ribs are that bad, you know, when he doesn't play, then it's Wilson. But like long-term, it's not a huge lottery ticket upside. Like it, 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 it's a, it's a variance. And, and, and this point in the season, I mean, after week one, where you have usually a lot of free agents because a lot of stuff pans out. Week two is a little bit quieter. And then week three is, is is what I is what we kind of call like that final tier of the top three weeks where you can kind of establish after three games, you know, kind of who players are and what teams are doing a little bit. Um, so you can see that pan out a little a little bit more. So again, you're right. You know, you only play two weeks, so don't panic, you know, and don't don't be crazy and just going to, you know, drop people for a guy you're never gonna play. Right. Always have that and again, that's why I'm anti Peyton Barber. You know, people own him and drop him. And again, you, you see it with your eyes. You can own Peyton Barber. He's a start. He started. That's fine. I got no problem with it. But what, I think he had 12, 13 carries at 30 yards. Like, you're not going to start that. Like, And again, I don't pick up guys that I can't see ever starting. Right? I can't see ever starting or ever be able to gain enough value for me to trade away. And that's the big difference. I can't start him and there's no upside lottery ticket. I don't want the guy. He's, he's you know, he's whole hump. Yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much it for offense, unless you got anybody. Honestly, this week, uh, as a just as a collective, it's been, you know, something that I've been watching. The referees are still catching up to the speed of the game again as well. There's been a lot of laundry, uh, a lot of 
bonehead plays, you know, the the play this week, uh just as a collective was it was better football than last week, and I think that's what you're gonna get. And every week you get better football, you tend to get better, uh you get uh you get to be a little more uh selective with the guys that you're picking up on your wave wire because you have better data at that point. Uh me being that numbers guy, uh, I do like to see kind of production and, or, you know, right now with two weeks of data, it's pretty erratic, especially if a guy just showed up for one week and you don't know who's actually playing and who's, you know, who's real, who's fake. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fake ball players out there right now that, uh, that are getting some noise as well. And I'm, I'm just not buying in on them. So, you know, I'm ready to go with some defense if you're ready to dive in. Here we go. Second half. Here we go. The fun part. I, 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 IDP. Yeah, two, two for one tonight. You know, I, I will say last week, the bonus episode. It was nice. Was was one of my favorite episodes. It was, it was nice. It was nice. Uh, it was nice. It was nice. Nice. We'll, we'll, but, right, we'll try to clean it up. Let's kick it off. Let's kick it up. I got one D tackle. Right, we'll go D tackle first. Um, and... If he's available in your league, because he plays D-end, but NFL has him as a D-tackle, it's Michael Brockers. I look for that reason. Solid guy. Again, he's another variance that I found. If you need D-tackle, he's available in some leagues. He's the upside guy. That's the only guy I got. You got a D-tackle? Nah. I I don't. You got a D-end? The kid out of uh, Buffalo. um... Yeah. Yeah, Gregory. No, it's uh, oh. Russo. Yeah, yeah Gregory, Gregory Russo. Russo yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I, I was looking at uh, looking at uh, Gregory from Dallas for a minute. I was like, no, that's not who I'm talking about. But um, uh, I think I think there was enough to show up on paper um, that he's going to be a force on that D line uh, for quite some time. So uh, that'd be that'd be the guy. I'd look at uh, 66, 66% of the snaps he played. It's a good sign. It's a good sign. Right. And I do like him. Right. He's, he's definitely good. He's definitely, you know, a nice upside play. And I have a guy, I have a guy who's not similar to that, but because of injuries, right? another rookie I like. And that's, uh, that's Peyton Turner, New Orleans Saints. Right? Davenport's down again. All right. Get off that train if you're still on that thing. God bless you. Okay. God bless you. Um, but again, he comes in after he gets hurt, plays 41% of the snaps. It's not a huge number, but they rotate. He gets his first sack. You know, he's got a better on the other side. That's a guy I'm going to get a little upside play for DN. Um, I'm ready to go to some linebacker. If you go are. ahead. Go ahead. So last week I I pumped this kid's tires full of air uh, to the point where I think they exploded and he, uh, he popped a flat because he fell flat on his face in, uh, in New York this week, uh, Delshawn Phillips. Um, so I'm out on him and I have been watching uh, Justin Stranad out of Denver, but I do think he has the ability to, uh, to actually produce, make a little bit of noise and, uh, and, be a potential uh, long-term play. A uh, couple other 
guys that I was watching with in uh in Pittsburgh though was Alex Highsmith and uh uh Spilani. Spinelli. Ah, hey, my boy Spinelli. Yeah, hey, Spinelli shows up because boys been active. And just he showed machine, up. Tackle machine like lunch pail. I, my, oh, I love that guy, lunch pail. Before we jump over to you, I do want to let you know if uh, if you didn't see it yet, that Micah Parsons was uh, was lining up at the D end spot uh, this week a lot, and in turn, your boy. Vander Ash got some play where he needed to be. Keanu Neal is going to be out this week as well, potentially due to COVID and some lingering issues already. Like we haven't heard Keanu Neal being injured before. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you either are completely committed to staying away from this linebacking core at this point, but Vander Esch uh, could make a little bit more noise this week. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 already out. I mean, it's it, it's it's Parsons and Neil for me, and then I'm like I'm I'm not staying away. And and to back up your your Phillips, right? Why why Phillips for the Jets didn't hit this week? Just because of because of Quincy Quincy Williams, they signed up the street, and Quincy Williams is more of a linebacker, and, he, and you know he reverted back to you know special teams. Um, you're right. They get. I mean, that's what Parsons is. I mean, and that's why they got a lot of Parsons because. And that's what's great about those two linebackers. You got a guy like Neo who can cover and play safety and, and play linebacker. And then you got like Parsons who can play linebacker and play DAN because he, you know, came from, you know, that kind of that kind of system. Um, but you know, yeah, there there's some linebackers who walk into situations who I, I don't love, but you know, they played well. Um, you know, Malcolm Smith, right? If he's still available, the only one seeming to be standing on the Browns again, you know. Solid name, you know, Anthony Walker going out. Um, there wasn't like a ton of real life. I mean, our boy Perryman just keeps showing up. If you haven't already picked up Perryman, just go get him. I mean, he he he, he looks like and is the guy. Um, you know, it, it, I do agree because Josie Jewell's out. So your boy Justin Chenard. Again, the, the more upside play that I want. Like, I'd rather, you know, exactly like that. And that's what we preach here in the show. That's what we talk about. You know, we don't like to get the backup. I like the third stringer, right? I want to be two weeks ahead, right? I want to get the guy before the before he gets that situation. So that's where a guy like Kennard is the guy to go pick up a little bit more. I mean, if you believe the other way, then that's fine with it too. But, you know, that's where IDP, you know, guys you don't know. And if you're short at position, you're like, oh, I'm looking at a linebacker. Like, this pops up on a weekly basis just – Find out who the backup is, and they're available. And don't overlook it in the waiver wire. Right? Don't overlook it. That, you know, you don't you don't need guys like this um, because they're going to help you. With, they're going to help you. You know, all season long, and and they put up points. You know, like you know Nick Virgil again, right? I, I'm telling keep, you, what a, what a great. Producing. I'm still I'm still waiting for Anthony Barr. I'm curious at this point. I don't think they're ever going to play Anthony Barr. I mean, you know, the the bonus is you know the bonus is a touchdown, but still. He just plays solid, and you know what else? He plays all the snaps. Right. Him and Kendrick's playing all the snaps. And again, that's another thing that you know we talk about on offense. Like you know, I love the target share, snap share, right? Snap share is an easy thing that you can find. Going, all right, how, did this guy do this? Like, is it, it? You know, is it fake? Is it real? How, how much snap? The teams will tell you. The more snaps you see him get, you know, 
the the better the better they are, you know. And that I mean, to speak of that, Detroit showed you that too. Playing our uh, another another old uh, Italian buddy, uh, uh, Alex Anzalone there. Ah, Anzalone. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. He 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 got a majority of the snaps playing the other linebacker position um, next to our old boy there, um, Jimmy Collins. Right. So he's a guy again. Like if I needed an extra linebacker, yeah, I don't mind you going pick up. We still like Barnes' long-term lottery ticket, and it's the same situation. If it's Barnes and Anzalone, I'm taking Barnes for the upside lottery ticket because I think he will win it eventually. But if I lose a linebacker and I'm worried about that extra one, yeah, he's a guy to go. You know, he's a guy to go pick up. Um, that's. Um, available in most leagues that you can go get um you know even even cheaper you can try to go the only guy i'd go buy because he's been quiet but he's getting all the snaps is that boy nick bolton right this kid just continues to like be all over the field right not showing huge numbers but he, when he plays when a rookie linebacker plays 83 percent of the snaps in, in, a, in a in a big you know it, you know it is is kind of something you know that i, that I like to see um it's positive, you know, right? I I agree a hundred percent, and I think uh, I I think that there's a there's a certain sense of uh, of just natural ability that gives Bolton um, the trust with the the coaching staff, and he's producing. I mean, it's being it's being showcased uh, the fact that he is on the field for that many snaps. Um, you know, he's going to be a linebacker to watch uh, and enjoy watching uh, for, for years to come. Uh, but I'll tell you another Kansas city linebacker uh, who fell flat on his face, but has resurfaced, uh, which was Reggie Raglan over in the giants. Raglan rags. So um, he's, he's had a fair amount of, uh, he's actually played more than I was anticipating. Uh, and he had a couple of highlight hits uh, last week, so um, you know, I'm not saying go pick him up. I was just more so uh, laughing at the fact that I haven't heard that name in quite some time. And here we are talking about a solid linebacker in uh, in Bolton, and you know, Richard Eichelin's still still on the roster, so. No, there you go. I mean, again, you know, you're you're in, you're going into week three, right? There's not a ton in, in we're in deeper leagues, so there's not a ton to wave wire. But again, you can pick and choose and find what you want. Like, you know, you can, you can find, you know, if you need a linebacker to start or if you need, you know, a linebacker for a project, right? And that's what a lot of the stuff we're showing you back and forth. Like, here are the options, right? And, you know, do you have any more linebackers? That's all I really. No, I, I am, uh, I'm, good in that regard but i think to your point uh even with whether it's a rookie or 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 some of these veterans uh some of these veterans on are on new offenses so uh and defenses you still need time like it's only two weeks of football uh don't jump the gun yet don't blow up your roster yet don't blow up your team um you know give it some time uh exercise some patience and uh and if you were committed to a process, stay committed to the process. Yeah, you know what? You, you do, even if you guys not panning out. I mean, I'm an Ernest Jones owner, and I believe in Ernest Jones. Hasn't done anything, hasn't really played. 
doesn't mean I'm jumping off the ship. I'm not worried. You know, same thing. You know, I know people worried about you know Jermaine Davis. He's a rookie. Like I'm not, I'm not too worried. I'm I'm fine with it. Again, he shouldn't be getting drafted rookies to start. I try not to do that because you have way too much expectations. Then you get aggravated. Then you get frustrated with the guy. So That's go buy you, him. So go go find go find those owners and buy them. Listen, listen. This is something that we mention every single episode, and this is another thing that you know that I've always done, and I always tell people the same thing when they ask me, "Should I buy a guy? Should I sell a guy?" I said, "You sell a guy after he had a really good week. You buy the guy after he had a shitty week." I'm like, buying a guy after he had a good week, you're, you're paying his top value. So. Yeah, you can search around and find value and do that. Like, you know, that's we, I mean, I could go through 50 guys that you could do that with, like guys who had, you know, bad weeks and guys are looking to get out. Like, kick those tires. Like, guys get frustrated. They take it personal. You know, go, 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 go find them. I mean, you know, I, I own, I own Zeke in a couple of spots and, you know, I've had someone ask him, like, I'm not jumping off the train. I mean, he's not killing me, but I'm like, I'm not going to get rocked on him either. So, um, but, all right, we're going to go to corner. I got a corner, right? And uh, it's my corner I wanted to pick up last week. And for some reason, I got I got cute. And it's another old rule that we go to an IDP. See, you know, people new to IDP, you don't know, you know, you know who the corner is. All right, what's the rule, right? Pick up the number two corner, right, on a really good team. So you know who you know who my guy is the corner. I'm going to get him. That's Darius Williams, the number two corner. The Rams, right? Ramsey on one side, this kid on the other has walked into that. Uh, who was his name? Hill, right? Troy Hill, right? It was Troy? I think it was Hill last year. It was the same spot, and I picked him up again. Number two corner. I mean, who are you throwing at? Ram- Ramsey or-, or Williams? And a team like the Rams who play, you know, a lot of teams in high-scoring games. Yeah, he, you know, he, he he's he's the guy I want. I mean, you know, he, he had five solo tackles, two assists in the first week. It's seven solo tackles last week. You know, pass defended here or there. I want that ball. Well, again, cheap little band-aid. I, I'm going to get him because I can put him in there now the rest of the season I feel I don't have to mess with it because he's going to see the volume of work unless he gets pulled or gets hurt. I mean that's that's the that's the cornerback find I like and that you can find this earlier in the season because I think this is about when I picked up um when I picked up Hill last year it was about this time. He had like two, you know, good weeks and I'm like, all right, he's the established number two corner. All right, I'm gonna go get him. He's safe, reliable. Is he flashy upside? No, no. Is he gonna get you many picks? Yeah, maybe not. But you know he's gonna get me tackled through. Gonna get me tackled. And that's what I want for my quarter. Right? Nice, easy find. Uh, it's one of the reasons why last week I went ahead and picked up um, Ramsey. He was available, uh, and normally guys like Ramsey are not available um, or top top end top end cornerbacks rather are available because of the because they don't necessarily produce as much as you would want them to. But Ramsey just seems to be uh, not only everywhere he needs to be, but everywhere else as well. So uh, that was one of the reasons why I went to Ramsey last week. But to your point, I think uh, um, uh, Raymond, no, that wasn't it. going to have to edit that one out. What was the guy's last name? <laughs> Williams. Williams. 
<laughs> Williams. <laughs> Williams. It's all. It's all. It's all good. Raymond Williams. You, you like that Raymond guy? That's fine. You, you're all over your guy Raymond. That's that. That's that's perfectly. That's perfectly fine. You know. That's that's the guy you can go get. Um, the other. You know what? The other corner I, I like this week um, is the guy from the Patriots. And that's JC. JC just needs to make a pick every week. Um, if you if you if you're playing matchups this week, right? If you're in a corner playing matchups, right? JC is the play this week against Winston. Yeah, all right. If you if you're picking for someone, you're looking for pick. You're looking for big play, pick upside. JC's your guy against Winston. Agreed. <laughs> I, I think that's spot on. Again, it's variance, but upside play. It seems you get a pick every week. <laughs> All right, I'll take that lottery ticket. So you either go Williams at safe side, tackles, or you go – again, there's always two sides. You don't go lottery ticket upside, go JC. How about safety? You got a safety? That's a, that's a beautiful carousel, isn't it? It is. You know, it is. Uh, so realistically, if I were to go with the safety – Logan Ryan's still available, uh, and he's I know you he's mentioned qu- – He's questionable. Pepper's snap share went up this week. His numbers went down a little bit. That's what concerns me is the snap share with those three safeties. I like Rogue Logan too, but it's another team. They're just, they're just a mess. Like you'll, We'll never figure that team out even after week six of what their rotation is with those three safeties. And I agree. Like He's the most reliable, safest. That seems like every expatriate you know, backfield guy goes somewhere. He's just a solid tackler. But again, they have two upside plays of safety. So, you know, I mean, it's kind of like that Browns mess in, the, in this. Like, yeah, there wasn't really a lot of safety to jump out of me. I mean, I think there's a ton of reliable safeties out there, but um, there's nothing to really jump out the table that I like this week. Um, uh, uh, again, you know, this week it's just we're going to preach the same thing. Like, don't cut bait on guys who have lottery ticket upside that you, you know, keep on your roster. You know, have that churn over. Try to look two weeks beyond. You know, maybe there is someone that we didn't talk about who, you know, who's available, you know, and, you know, look at different things. Like, you, you want lottery ticket, right? Um, actually, scrap that. Biggest thing is know why the numbers are what they are, right? And this is why, like, you look online, you go, oh, look at this, look at quiz. Like, oh, touchdown, big numbers last week, I should pick him up. Look at the target share. If I showed you just the target share of, of those guys, you would tell me you'd rather have the guy who had 11 targets, guy who had seven targets, probably more than the guy who had two. So understand your roster and have fun and try to be the guy who fucking hits on someone, right? This is the time of year where it's fun. You can hit on a guy in like week two, week three, right? Stash the guy, you trade him some shit, right? This is it's that time. You get a spot in the taxi squad or some Nico Collins for me went on the IR. Right, that gives me the ability to kind of play the rules in my league. I can move them off taxi squad, put them on IR, get a rookie, maybe something like that. Um, but don't, you know, this is the time of you know, look around the league, you know, find guys we talked about like this is having played well. Um, Kittle's another guy I know people talk to me about being, I mean, I own Kittle's, oh, I'm not selling, but again, you know, he's another guy I'm looking to buy right now. Um, there's no doubt about that, you know, those big name guys who haven't really produced. At that high level, or worth it, you know, worth a kick. You know, owners owners get personal. Um, the big payday is if top name guys struggle after this week. Ooh, ooh, that's when you become the vulture and you sneak in. You see the sadness, and you're like, "Yeah, let's write the ship." But 
week three, right? Let's get it on. Let's get it on.